0: Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Andy, thank you so very much. God bless you guys. You may be seated. Awesome to be here. My wife did an absolutely awesome job this morning. uh, uh, Preaching and um, it was uh, one of those... Messages that's just not really gonna come across on our audio podcast. But don't worry, I understand that Matt Burroughs is gonna have something sorted by next Sunday, is that right? Matt? uh, Like (laughs) Okay, maybe not next Sunday, but we are we are we are working on it because we need to like come into the 21st century and actually have video podcasts and not just audio podcasts, but Matt's on it. If you want to know, if anyone wants to know at any time why we haven't yet got video podcasts, can I introduce you to Matt Burroughs, Matt Burroughs, who is otherwise a really awesome guy, but he's just working on it. Pray for him. (laughs) I'm joking Ali, okay? I'm joking. I see Ali's getting a little bit what are you saying about what you saying about my man, you know? <laughs> Cuz that's exactly what Ali would say in that way. Yeah, so Amazing. Um last week I personally don't know what was wrong with Lawrence James Davis. He was A wild man. Someone told him he could be uncaged, and he was prowling and pacing up and down this platform. As I said, I didn't know whether he hadn't taken his medication, or or he'd taken too much, or whatever it was. Now he was uh, he was awesome, and I know that a lot of people uh, were really were really touched and impacted. He was he was talking actually about confidence, and while. He was uh, preaching. The Spirit of God was speaking to me personally about um, this Sunday, uh, and so unashamedly, I'm completely bouncing off uh, the the preach that he preached because he was talking about a, a carrying a godly confidence. And there's all these images of of lions that kept coming up while he was while he was preaching, and it was it was like while he preached that God was just joining some dots. Um, in my mind, and so I want to I want to come and talk to you to, tonight on the subject, Lion, Lion, and uh, and it was just some 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 darts that, that the Lord joined. So a little bit of a teach, but I hope more than that, it's going to just inspire. I'm believing that some people are going to leave this place uh, tonight and they'll never look at themselves in the Lord in the same way again. First um, Peter five verse eight talks about. Uh, Peter um, encourages, he says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, when we're talking about the devil, we're not talking about someone with horns and a forked tail, but we are talking about a force of influence, evil influence in the earth that is counter God and is an enemy to anything to do with God and that's why Peter calls him an enemy and and he he didn't say that he was a lion he said he was like a lion and he wasn't just like any lion he was like a roaring lion he was like a roaring lion which got me got me thinking because um, um, I think I've actually got some, some lion sounds. They set us up with some lion <laughs> sounds. It's quite awesome if it's a sound. It wouldn't be awesome if the lion was actually here. A, lion can, a lion's roar can be as loud as 114 decibels, which is a bit like being on the front row of a rock concert or on the front row of Heart Church. <laughs> or depending, I don't know, like rock concert, Heart Church, either one, but about, about similar. And, and can be heard up to eight kilometers away, up to five miles away. Which got me thinking that, so the, 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 the devil is like a roaring lion. It's, it's all about the noise. It's all about the volume. It's all about the intimidation is it's it's all about the distraction it's all about the volume the 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 the, uh, the enemy will turn up the volume uh of, of his voice to to cause us to to be to bring a distraction because because it, he wants he wants us distracted he wants our attention away from the lord he wants our attention away from his purpose he he wants to focus but it is about the volume is it's, it's mostly a lot of noise. But the power comes when we listen to it. The power comes when we when we listen to it. Now, of course, even this in itself could be a Bible study. Because, uh, you know, Jesus teaches us and leads by example of this. That when the, when the enemy came to attack him in the desert, he didn't use physical force. He didn't use human reason. He used the Word of God. So that helps us to understand that when the, the enemy comes against us, we, have, uh, we are equipped with the Word of God. The, the problem with that is that it won't always, in those moments, feel like it's going to work. It feels like it's not enough, but it is enough. It feels like it's not strong enough, but it is strong enough, but we've got to use it. Uh, Sometimes because it doesn't feel enough and because it doesn't feel strong enough, we don't use it. But we've got to use it for it to work. So the the preacher warns us that the enemy's voice is going to be loud. But then we also read in the book of Daniel, and even if you're not really someone who's gone to church much, many of us have heard about Daniel in the lion's den. And and Daniel went into a den of lions and we know that, that he should have died. He should have been taken out by the lions, but the Lord the Bible tells us shut the lion's mouth. And the same God who shut the lion's mouth for Daniel is the same God who will shut the lion's mouth for us. Because it doesn't matter how strong a lion you are and it doesn't matter how fierce your roar is. You can't roar with your mouth shut. And God is a God who shuts the lion's mouth. He, he, and, and, and we have, we have the power and the authority in Jesus' name and through his spirit to shut the lion's mouth. We, we, we have that ability, but we've got to do something. We've got to action something. I think that we sometimes get so used to uh, waiting for God to do things for us that we don't understand that we've got to do some things and if if for it to work we've got to we've got to activate our faith we've got to we've got to put some things into action but we know that we serve a God who shuts the lion's mouth then I began to think about Samson in in the book of Judges Samson Judges 14 went down to Timnah together with his father and mother and as they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring towards him. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. I'm thinking, yo, I think a young goat's going to be quite tough <laughs> to be. Tearing apart, you know, I don't know. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, like, oh, so you tore the lion apart like it was a young. Oh, I get what you're saying now. Wow, that is nice. I got no idea. But he told neither his father nor his mother what he had done. And then he went down and talked with the woman and he liked her. And sometime later, when he went back to marry her, he turned aside to look at the lion's carcass. I pause because I just feel the spirit of God prompt me to say that Samson was a man powerfully anointed by God. He had the power to take out lions with his bare hand. But there was a power that could beat him. And that was women. He couldn't handle... His sexuality. And no matter how cold you are, no matter how anointed you are, no matter how powerful you are, if you don't take charge of that aspect of your life, it will take you out and it will take you down. It took Samson down. Man of God, powerful, incredible stories. But he could not take charge of himself so with all his power, he did not use that power to overcome that issue in his life. I just really feel like I'm talking to someone today that that issue is an issue. It's a real issue. And you need to ask God to help you. And he will. And you can overcome it because you are better than that you are better than that there is a call on your life there is a plan for your life God is a want God is someone who can open a way for you and you've got to stop messing around you've got to stop playing near the edge you've got to stop thinking to yourself how red do the lights have to be before I stop doing it the lights are red that means stop don't go any further because you are better than this And God's plan for you is better than this. Well, hallelujah, that is just a little bit of something thrown in for free. Then he went down and talked with the woman, verse 7, and he liked her. And sometime later when he went back to Maria, he turned aside to look at the lion's carcass. And in it he saw a swarm of bees and some honey. And he scooped out the honey with his hands and ate as he went along. And when he rejoined his parents, he gave them some and they ate, they too ate it. But he did not tell them that he had taken the honey from the lion's carcass. I wanna say that um, this lion had tried to take out Samson and he had overcome it. But on returning to it, there was a sweetness in something that had tried to kill him, that sustained him in that moment and sustained those who journeyed with him. I want to say that there are some things that have tried to take you out. There are some things that have tried to destroy your life. There are some things that have tried along the road. As you walked along the road, there is, there is stuff that has attacked you. There is stuff that has come against you. And and maybe you overcame and and, and you are here today and you're here today because God has miraculously helped you. But I want to remind you that even in that thing that tried to kill you, there is something sweet. There is something hidden in that that will sustain you now and be a blessing to others. Maybe it's something like that, that, that all things work together for good. Uh, for those who love the Lord and accord according to his purpose all things work together for good it doesn't say that all things are good not everything is good not everything was the will of God we're not saying it was the plan of God because some things in life are just rubbish and it should never have happened but God is able to take those moments of attack. He's able to take those rubbish, awful, horrible moments that just should have never have happened. And by His grace, He's able to turn them around that we will find sweetness in there. And it will be a blessing to me and it will be a blessing to those who walk with me. Lawrence talked last week about, he talked about David as he came against Goliath. 1 Samuel 17 32 to 37, uh, David said to Saul, uh, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. I love that. I love that. You see, because, because David had a confidence. He, he had a confidence not only in himself, but he had a confidence in God. And he had a confidence in God because he got a testimony. If we read on, Saul replied, you're not able to go out against the Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. It's a dangerous thing just to judge people by their appearances. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, as I went after it, struck it and and rescued the sheep from its mouth, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hands of this Philistine. You see, that, that, that the honey, the honey, For David in that moment was the memory, the recollection of the God who had helped him take out the lion and the bear. The uh, the, the, the thing that helped him deal with the the Goliath in this moment was the testimony of what God had done before. He drew strength from his past victories. That, That for him was the honey. That was the the honey for him. He drew uh, strength from his previous victories. The same God who helped me there is going to help me now. The same God who helped me in that situation is going to help me now. The same God who provided for me when I was in need there is the same God who will provide and meet this need now. I do believe that God does not want us to meet our challenges with the same panic and fear as we have met previous uh, challenges. Uh, He wants us to know that the God God who delivered me from that lion and and the God who delivered me from the paw of that bear is the God who will deliver me in this situation. For David, his private battles had prepared him for his public opportunity. Do not Underestimate how God sees you in your private moments. Do not underestimate when you think that nobody's looking. When you think that nobody knows, I want to tell you, God knows. God sees. There was no one else on that mountain side. There was no one else on that hillside. There was no audience and there was no applause. When David returned from, with that sh- very shaken sheep under his arm and scratches, there was no one there to say, well done, David. That was awesome. Oh my gosh, you took out that lion. You took out that bear. You don't need to. You, you might be here thinking, oh, you know what? No one cares. No one sees. Well, God cares. And God sees. And he knows The battles you have fought and he knows the challenges you have faced and those things that sought to take you down in the end if you will allow God work in your life and work in your heart will be the building blocks that will build you up. The things that sought to kill you will be the things that give you life. The things that sought to take you out will be the things that sought to give you, you you will see us giving you hope because God, the God who helped you survive in that situation is the God who's gonna give you victory in this situation. You're not just gonna survive, you're gonna be a conqueror. In fact, the Bible says you're gonna be more than a conqueror. You're not just the conqueror. You are more than a conqueror because you do not fight in your own strength, but you fight in the strength of the Lord, in fact, you've got you've to stop doing it in your own strength. Your strength is not enough. Proverbs 28, verse one, says the wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous. the righteous are as bold as a lion." God, God wants us to walk with a certain boldness. Because we're righteous. We're not righteous because of our own good works. We're not righteous in our own strength. We're righteous because of what Jesus has done for us. And what Jesus did on the cross was enough. What Jesus did on the cross paid for all my sin and all my guilt and all my shame and all my pain. What Jesus did on the cross was enough. And it set me free. And through Him and through His blood, I am made righteous, clean, white as snow. The old is gone. The new has come. I'm a new creation, a brand new man, a brand new person because of Jesus. And that's why I walk with a boldness. It is not with my own righteousness. It is not with my own goodness because there is nothing there to declare. But through Him, through Christ, through my Savior, the righteous, are as bold as a lion. Proverbs 30, verse 30 says, A lion mighty among beasts who retreats before nothing. See, a, a lion will walk with that kind of confidence. A lion is not walking feeling afraid, a lion is walking knowing he can. The lion doesn't have to go to Lessons on learning how to be the king of the jungle. He, he knows. He knows. He knows he's king. He, 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 he walks, he walks with that kind of swagger. Even the cubs walk with that kind of swagger. Even the cubs, they just know that they, they just know that they, they're carrying something. They know they're different. Everything, the world they surround themselves with tells them that they are different. I've got someone who's, I've got someone who's just going to help me uh, now. This is awesome. Don't swing the tail, bro. It looks uh, weird. It looks a bit weird. This is Gideon, Povey, everyone. He's my illustrative lion uh, for today. In fact, you can give him a little round of applause. I think that is that is awesome. See, the interesting thing for me in this is dressing up like a lion doesn't make you a lion. You know, for me, and if this is like too much for you, then you just phase out for this moment. But, you know, to me, I, I, I honestly think this has been part of the problem of the church. Not just this church, the church. In the earth, I, I think it's part of the problem for us as Christians that we what we do is because we know that we're supposed to walk like a lion because we're supposed to look like a lion, then we we do our best to try and make ourselves a lion. And so, w- w- this is the best, this is the best, this is the best we can manage. We 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 we, we end up, I mean, like, I, I'm not. To me, that's not very scary. I don't know. I, maybe on a dark night in dim light, I don't know. But that's not very scary because we all know, I know he kind of looks like a lion, but we know he's we know, know he's not a lion. We know he's not a lion. And I think that that everybody would know that's not a lion. And that's the problem when you dress up as a lion, you can kind of convince yourself, well, maybe I am a lion, but Everybody knows. Everybody knows it's not real. Everybody knows it's not genuine because it's not just looking like a lion that makes you a lion. But I think sometimes we think maybe if I dress like this or I act like this or I talk like this or I walk like this or I carry myself like this or I have a big enough Bible. Maybe, maybe then people will will think that I'm like a lion. And, and you see, that was the thing that got to me because it's not about being like a lion because, because the one who's like a lion is the devil. He's like, he's not a lion. He's like a roaring lion. And maybe one of the, the great plots of the enemy is to get us to be like a lion because when we're like a lion, we're like him. But we're not called to be like a lion. We're not called to, to be like a lion. We're not, we're not called to, to imitate or roar. We're called to discover our roar. Can you roar, Gideon? Roar. You know in your head when you think things are going to be bad and then it actually ends up being worse than you thought? Just to... Roar. Wow, that's, that's really, I don't know, kind of disturbing. Um, see, maybe, maybe somehow we dress up the outside to compensate for what, what's not going on on the inside. So we project something that isn't genuine, hoping that people will ignore the lack of substance on the inside. That, that, that maybe I'll get away with not, I'll get away with my pathetic roar because I just hang with other people in lion costumes. And because I hang with other people in lion costumes, it even reinforces the truth that maybe I'm something like a lion. But here's the thing about the Lord. In 1 Samuel 16, it says, the Lord does not look at things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this is the kind of thing that I was thinking as, as Lawrence was speaking last week because he did He did an awesome job. And I think to inspire us about the the possibility of having confidence is awesome. And and, and he did did a great job. But, But my point would be that it is not just about us, I don't know, in some kind of pop psychology way, just putting our shoulders back and trying to be more confident. You know, it's like, well, okay, like I'm just going to grip my teeth and I'm going to put more effort into being confident because that's how I live my life. I just, okay, I'm going to shape up. I'm going to, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to, I'm going to do better. And, and, and this was the thing that really got my attention because it's, this whole thing is not about me just putting in more effort because we're just going to exhaust ourselves trying to be who we think God wants us to be. We're going to exhaust ourselves trying to mimic the roar of the lion we think we're supposed to be. We're going to exhaust ourselves just walking around trying to be who we think God wants us to be. The reality is that Christ releases the lion on the inside. There is a lion On the inside of us. The Bible talks about the lion of the tribe of Judah. Speaks about Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. The apostle Paul, when he was writing to the Colossian church, he said to them, God has chosen to make known among the gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery which is Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in you Christ in you Christ in you the hope of glory this this miracle begins from the inside this this miracle begins from the heart, it's not—it's not buried in rules and regulations, and do this, and stop doing that, and stop doing, start doing that, and don't go there, and don't do that, and we're just—we—we—we're uh, 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 we, trying to be good Christians, trying to follow the rules, trying to do what is required of us, but we. Can never succeed at doing that in our own strength. I'm going to say that again. We can never succeed at doing that in our own strength. We do not have the capacity and we do not have the capability. But there is a lion who walks on the horizon of our lives. That lion is the lion. Of the tribe of Judah whose roar resonates within our hearts deep, crying to deep. Because I was born for a relationship with him. You you don't even have to know God to understand that God knew you while you are being formed in your mother's womb, you are here on this earth, whether you own it, whether you recognize it, whether you say it or not, you are here on this earth, not just because your mother and father got together, you are here on this earth because God planned you. They may be the vehicle that he used, but God planned you. And because God planned you, whether you want it or not, you are born for a relationship with God. And your destiny is wrapped up in your relationship with God. And His roar penetrates the costume and reverberates in our hearts. His roar reminds us who we are because this is not just about being forgiven and going to heaven. And I'm sorry, but I think that sometimes that's what we've made Christianity. I'm forgiven and I'm going to heaven. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad to be forgiven because I've done some pretty awful stuff. And I'm happy to, get, to know that I'm forgiven. And I'm happy to know that that stuff is, is, is dealt with by the cross. And I'm happy to know that thanks be to God, I'm on my way to heaven. I, I'm, but that's not it. That is not the gospel. In its, in its totality, it's the beginning, not the end. God has saved you from, but He saved you for. He saved you from that stuff, but He saved you for the plan He has for you and your life. You know every illustration has its limitation, but I'm trying to I'm just trying to get us to understand that this is this is not based in our Efforts. If this is me, and this is Jesus, using a teabag to illustrate Jesus is not great, I will be the first to acknowledge that. But I wanted to try and get us to understand the process that the miracle is Christ in me, Christ in me. So here's me and Christ in me. When Christ comes into me, there is a transformation that begins to take place. It's not that the water disappears, but it is transformed. Its nature is changed, it can't go back to being what it was. It's now not trying to not be water. And it's not trying to be tea. It just is what it is. It isn't that. It's something new. It's something different. I am a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. I am infused with the flavor The wonder of someone else. Something else has come into my life and changed the nature, the very nature of who I am. It's not about me trying to be T. It's knowing that the Christ has changed me from the inside out. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Is that it's not based in my efforts, the transforming power of the gospel. The transforming power of the Spirit enters my life and changes me from the inside out. It's like when we look at the life of Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, who one minute could be denying that he even knew Jesus, cursing and, and swearing and saying, I do not even know him. And that same Jesus, sorry, that same Peter coming back to Jesus and finding forgiveness, and restoration and then filled with the Spirit of God this same man who just not long ago was even denying that he'd been around Jesus was filled with the Spirit and preaching to thousands seeing 3,000 come into the kingdom and be baptized the transforming power of the Spirit of God did something from the inside out it's not about dressing up in the lion costume we've got to take off the pretense take off the pretense take off what we're trying to be trying to look like, trying to project, trying to seem. And we stand there in our vulnerability and we stop trying to be what Jesus wants to be and and we we are at our strongest when we say, Jesus, I can't do it. It is only through you. I'm no longer trying to put on The image of the lion. I'm not trying to put on the form of a lion. I am releasing who Jesus has made me. My walk with God. My faith is not based upon my own efforts. It's based upon my walk with Jesus. I mean, Gideon looked kind of ridiculous in that costume. But it would be even more ridiculous if we had a lion here. Wearing a lion's costume, and I know it can be, can it be kind of difficult? Because, and uh, I chatted with Rob Suddie about this. He spoke to me between the meetings, and uh, I think this is a powerful thing because it's not, because we look in the mirror and we see human form and. And, and, and yet we're talking about being a lion and we're taking off the pretense of the lion and we stand in human form realizing that the lion put on human form. It's not that we're dressed as the lion. The lion is dressed as us. The lion is dressed as us Christ in me when I walk I walk as the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in me the lion is in you but dressed in human form not by might nor by power but by my spirit for we walk by faith not by sight. God is awakening something in us to help us to realize who we already are. Why are, you, why are you trying to be something that Christ has already made you? Why are you being a version of yourself that you think matches what Jesus wants? All He wants you to do is allow the lion that is dressed in human form, to rise up and come out. It's not based in my effort. It's not based in me following rules. It's not based in me ticking the boxes. It's Christ in me. Christ in me. Jesus in me. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. He He transforms me. Help, he helps me to stop Worrying, He helps me to stop being fearful. He helps me deal with the anger. He helps me deal with those depressing thoughts. He helps me. He helps me. It's not just about me gritting my teeth and trying to be better and trying to be better and trying to be better. It's understanding help. It's not even that help is on the way. Help is already here because He dwells within my heart and He has given me the ability through His Spirit and through faith to say I can overcome I do not have to walk in depression. Because why? Because joy lives in me. Joy lives in my heart. I do not have to live as a captive. Why? Because freedom already lives in me. Freedom is in my heart. I do not have to walk walk worrying about the future. Why? Because hope lives within me. Christ in me. Christ in me. The hope. The hope of glory. If we ever, if we ever, if anyone ever got to understand who they are in Christ. If we ever got to understand, we would never even think about putting on that costume. We'd never even think about trying to be who we think Jesus wants us to be. We would just be the person Jesus already knows we are. Time's nearly gone. I'm going to ask you right now, if you would, just to bow your heads. Close your eyes. I want to I wanna, I wanna talk to two sets of people. But the first, the first set of people I want to talk to is people who perhaps you don't know Jesus right now. I don't know, maybe you've been coming to church a little while or or truth is maybe you have had a relationship with Jesus but right now you know you're far from Him and you know you're not living in the way you should be living and yet somehow as I speak tonight, there's something that goes off in you that says I don't get all this but I want this I, I there's life in this, there's there's hope in this there's there's freedom in this this is not religion this is not just about going to church this is this is not just an alternative way of doing life this is life if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus or if you're here and you know that you need to come home you need to you need to come back to Him in just one moment I'm going to invite you to raise your hand by raising your hand, you'll simply be indicating that's me. Count me in. I I wanna I wanna pray. Now no one's gonna embarrass you, no one's gonna make you do anything you don't want to do, no one's gonna get anything to do that. This is not this is not a weird moment, but it is important to give you an opportunity of making a decision and saying, Yes, count me in. Jesus died on a cross for you all you need to do is to say I do I want that I need him if that's you if you know you need to give your life to Jesus tonight or you know you need to come home just nice and high straight away lift your hand high in the air so I can acknowledge it you can put your hand straight down God bless you that's amazing someone else someone else at the back there that is awesome someone down there that is amazing someone else we thank you Father we sense your presence Lord just one more moment if you know just feel that I want to say to someone that maybe you've done this before and more than once and you're afraid you'll fail again I just want to say that Jesus is here to help you succeed this time to help you win this time if that's you just raise your hand nice and high We're going to pray, church. We're going to pray with all those people who've responded. And if you've got a card in your hand right now, we want you to pray along with us like there's nobody else in the room, like it's just you and Jesus. So come on, church, let's say this together. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for dying for me on the cross. I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done. And I turn away from those things. And I give my life to you. All that I have. All that I am. I thank you that in Jesus, there is hope. There is a future for me. I thank you I'm forgiven. I thank you that by faith, I am a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And in Jesus' name, I embrace my new life. Amen. Can we just celebrate people saying yes to Jesus? second thing I want to do just quickly and finally thankfully most of us are not wearing lying costumes tonight at least not on the outside but I just want to speak to people who are here tonight and there's something that responds in your hearts and I'm, I'm going to take off the pretense I'm going to take off the costume I'm going to stop trying to be the version of myself that I think God wants and I'm just going to allow God to well up from the inside of me Christ in me the hope of glory I'm not here to just follow a set of rules I'm here by faith to be led by the Spirit and Christ in me Christ is going to change me from the inside out so I'm, I'm taking off the pretense I'm taking off the costume and I'm going to walk with a new confidence that Christ is in me and Christ is with me and he's going to help me if that's you I'm going to invite you just to stand where you are just stand where you are you know who you are you know who you are just be bold God bless you that's amazing it takes courage it takes courage it takes courage to change it takes courage to say I'm going to stop pretending it takes courage to say that
1: I'm going to walk in a
0: new level of faith. It takes courage to say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I give you, I give you my life. I give you my everything. And I trust you with the future. Father, I pray for everyone here today who has had the courage to stand to their feet. That they are not going to continue to try to be who they think you want them to be. They're just going to allow you, by your Spirit, to flow through them. They're going to trust Christ in them. They're going to trust. They're going to walk by faith. It's not, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by your Spirit thank you Lord That in this quiet ordinary moment in the spiritual realm something very powerful is taking place lives minds hearts futures are being changed by the power of your spirit and we say thank you in Jesus name Amen. God bless you. Thank you. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.